Hello and welcome everyone to the third episode of the Blue Hens Blitz podcast from the review. I'm Joe Edelin here with Connor Metz. We have uh, no Pat Laporte this week, but we'll work through it. Um, obviously, another hectic week and weekend of Delaware sports. You know, we talked about it last night on the Hens Half Court podcast. It's been a crazy week of Delaware sports, especially with the spring, you know, kicking off here now. And I mean, after another, before we get into another dominant, you know, Delaware football performance, I just want to ask Connor, how, how are we doing? Yeah, another Monday. Uh, doing pretty good, though. Uh, just catching up on a bunch of schoolwork and stuff and excited for another week of sports. Um, we'll see the, what women's basketball does in postseason and then get to watch more Delaware football this weekend. I definitely agree. So with that, let's get into the Stony Brook game. Uh, you know, coming into this one, I feel like we didn't know what to expect. You know, Delaware was coming off of a, a big 37 and nothing victory over Maine. We thought Maine was going to be one of the better teams in the CAA. Uh, we don't really, we didn't really know what to expect out of Stony Brook. You know, they were coming off of a game against the fifth ranked uh, Villanova and they, it was a relatively close game, you know, 16 to 13, they lost, but I mean, Delaware just made quick work of them this Saturday. I mean, 31 to three victory. Delaware scored 28 unanswered points this Saturday, moving to two and O. I mean, Delaware is yet to allow a touchdown this, this season. It's the first time that they've kept their opponents out of the end zone in the season's first two games since 2010. And I mean, the story of this one was kind of, you know, similar to the first week where, where it was pretty much all defense, but the offense did. Uh, I feel like they had a better performance here uh, against Stony Brook than they did against Maine. Nolan Henderson went 18 for 27 with 215 yards and three touchdowns that tied a career high. Derek Pitts matched a career high with six catches for 95 yards. And then Gene Coleman, uh, had six catches for 65 yards. Um, we didn't really see much of, uh, I guess, potent running attack that, you know, we we, we saw against Maine um, from Delaware. I mean, Delaware rushed for 93 total yards, um, but it was kind of a committee sort of performance where I believe eight different guys had a carry. Um, and, but for, for the most part, Dejon Lee, Corey Sproul, and Nolan Henderson, uh, they kind of just led the rushing attack this week, similar to what we saw in week one. So before we get into the defense, which I think was the main story of the game, I just want to ask, you know, how, what did you like out of the offense this weekend? I thought it was a better performance from the offense as we saw in week one. So what, what did you take, what were your takeaways from the offense this, from this past week? And, you know, can this offense get to that next level? You know, we're seeing them, it feels like they made growth from week one to week two, you know, can they take that next step, you know, as we look forward to next week's matchup against New Hampshire? Yeah, I like the offense, like especially the passing offense, because that's something we didn't see last week. Henderson struggled a bit through a bad pick. Uh, I think he played better this week. I think we got receivers involved. Uh, Pitts had a great day. Coleman had a good day. And uh, I think Delaware has good weapons on the outside, so they do need to utilize them. And I think if they can get the passing game going, it only helps the running game. Um, Stony Burke kind of limited the running game a bit, but the fact that they can put up the points they did with the passing attack. And then last week, you look, they ran the ball all over Maine and they put up a good amount of points. So I don't think this offense is limited. Like I, I think they can take the next step. Um, I'm, I don't know if their ceiling um, is that high, is as high as other, other teams. Um, Cause Henderson's not a pure passer. He's going to run around a lot, make some plays. And I don't think this offense is going to be like, a top offense in the FCS, but I think this offense is good and it can carry the team to a win in a game if the defense is struggling. So I do think they can take another step, uh, put the running game together, get a better average rush going. Um, and then with the passing attack, we saw Saturday, uh, a efficient game from Henderson and also some good yards for the, 
from their receivers, I think putting those together does make the offense potent. Yeah, I agree. Cause you know, I think that this offense, I feel, I felt like it was kind of promising to see this week against Stony Brook. Uh, the passing offense seemed to take a step uh, from week one, but I, you know, the, the, the rushing, the rushing game was, it was all right. You know, I, I mean, we've seen it be better and, you know, I think it was better against Maine and we've seen it be better in the past. Obviously it's a different group, but um, I think that this offense is going to be extremely balanced. I think that it, it's just going to be a week by week basis of, you know, which group, whether it's our Delaware offense, are they going to kill you? Uh, you know, have Nolan Henderson sit back and, and, and throw it a bunch of times, or are we going to go more of the traditional, what we're used to seeing out of the Delaware offense where they're, where they're running the rock and, 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 you know, letting their, their rushing game open up the, the passing game. You know, we've seen that in the past, past, but, you know, I think I agree. I think, I don't think the ceiling for this offense is all that high. I think it, I don't think that they're a bad offense by any means, but I think this, this is definitely a defense. I mean, if, if, there's any questions after week one. I don't think there's any questions after week two. This team is going to be led by its defense this year. So with that, we should get into talking about the defense. I mean, it, it, just against Stony Brook, they forced four fumbles. They took away three and they had two interceptions. Redshirt senior, DeLon Darian, uh, a linebacker. He had two of those takeaways with a fumble recovery and an interception. And it was on two straight defensive plays. Uh, so pretty wild. I mean, that I feel like that's that says it right there. Just kind of the day that, uh, that Delaware's defense had against Stony Brook. Um, but with that, you know, we had the CAA defensive player of the week, Andrew Pulowski. He led the defensive effort with nine tackles. And then Matt Palmer followed with seven tackles himself and a sack. It was Delaware's first sack of the season. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, this, this, this is a defense that has yet to allow a touchdown all year against, you know, two formidable opponent, opponents. I mean, the, these necessarily, you know, Maine and Stony Brook aren't top tier FCS teams, but the, these are teams that can come, come out and beat you on any given Sunday. I mean, but this Delaware defense after week two, they lead the FCS in scoring defense and they're fifth in total defense. Um, and I mean, I felt like coming into the season, the biggest question was 100% going to be how this defense would perform. You know, in 2019, they gave up almost 29 points per game. But, you know, yet you put Manny Rojas, a new de defensive coordinator, back in. He's back in Delaware. And I feel like this group is just clicking on all cylinders now. It's a lot of the same company from that 2019 team, but they, I mean, just in these first two games, that, this defense has really put it together. So, I mean, I just want some of your thoughts on how this defense is playing. You know, after week two, can they keep this up? Is this going to – are we – can we expect to see this Delaware defense have such a great performance every single week, you know, week in, week out? Yeah, they made some huge plays. Like, this was just a playmaking game. Uh, they gave up some more yards than last week. But, like, th this defense locked down when they needed to. Uh, just looking at how the game played out. I, I don't even think it was like luck or anything like aside from their takeaways, Stony Brook still didn't have many long drives. I believe their longest drive in plays was nine and their longest drive in yards was 44. I mean, they got down into Delaware ter territory a few times, but it's not like they were about to score. It's not like these were goal line interceptions. I mean, Stony Brook could not move the ball that well. Their two quarterbacks really struggled, both of them. Um, so I think this defense proved that they can, play well, lock down yardage, and also take the ball away. And that's huge because when, when you can take the ball away and win the turnover battle, your offense can have a down day. I mean, this team scored 31 points, even though the offense is – it was just another d decent game from the offense, nothing world-breaking. So – and after continuing it all year, I don't think so. I mean, I think Maine, I expected more from them offensively. Stony Brook, I really didn't. I don't love their offense. Um 
I thought Maine would have a better offensive day just because I think they have a better quarterback back. So I think that performance is more impressive. But in the end, I don't think this will continue. They will give up a touchdown. Uh, we'll see when. It's going to happen. But uh, in terms of just shutting down t- opposing teams, I think there will be a game or two where it, it just becomes like they give up a few touchdowns. That's just how the game goes. Um, but this defense is insane, like, on all levels. And I thought they got better pressure and on on the quarterback and better in the run game. So I think the front four um, was better this week. So that was a good thing to, to see from them. I agree. Uh, you know, I didn't think that that defensive, that defensive front, they didn't really have to do too much in that main game. You know, they didn't, they, they took care of business. They didn't have to do anything more, anything less, you know, they, they just were status quo took, took care of business this week. Uh, you know, I felt they definitely did play better. Um, they were able to get more pressure on the quarterback, which I think is going to be huge because, you know, I know there is, there's playmakers in the linebacking core and in that secondary. So, you know, if you just let let those guys cook, I feel like you're, you're going to be fine. My my biggest concern is, you know, you know, I agree because Delaware obviously, I don't think they're just going to not give up a touchdown all year. Uh, you need to be silly to think that. But when you know it comes later in the season or something, you know, and they have a, a maybe when they play like Villanova or something, and, and there's an offense that is able to, you know, score a couple of times on them. Is this offense going to be able to, to keep up if it, I'm not talking necessarily like in a shootout, but you know, if a team comes out and scores 20, 30 points with you, can this offense stick with them? I know, you know, 37 points in week one and 31 points in week two is a lot, but I, I would say that the defense was, was the biggest reason why Delaware was able to score so much just because of, the field position battle and and what have you and, and being able to force turnovers and stuff. But I wouldn't necessarily say that Delaware's offense is what's scoring them all these points. So, you know, when it comes down to, to a game where a team comes out and scores 20, 30 points on you, do you think that this offense can keep up, keep up if the defense is not, you know, having its best day, like we saw in week one and week two? Yeah, that, that's kind of my worry as I look ahead at the schedule, because I mean, they put up uh 31 this game but they did get a defensive touchdown and they got all those takeaways so it's tough because I feel like the offense hasn't had to go all firepower and stuff they can play conservatively because they have early leads because of the defense but if they do get into shootout with a team down the road um, I'm worried just because we haven't seen this offense do that and I feel like with a short schedule we're not going to see it until that game that critical game happens there's no really like precursor to it um, but I think the passing game this week did alleviate some of that worry. Um, Henderson played better, and overall the passing game was more effective than the running game. So that does that does give me hope going into an offensive shootout type game if that happens. But I do think that is if, – if the team is to lose a game or two this season, I think that will be the way it happens. The defense just gives up a few touchdowns, and uh, the offense, offense can't keep up in the 20s or 30s. Yeah, I, I also agree, again, just because, you know, I, like they haven't had to do too much. That's why I feel like the story these first two weeks have been is, you know, everyone's they, everyone's done exactly what they had to do. And I feel like, you know, Coach Rocco has mentioned it week in and week out. Now, I know, you know, he, he said it before week one and he's, he's staying, saying it again still here two weeks into the season. You know, these guys, they one of the things that, you know, during camp that this, this team hasn't had it had the opportunity to be together all at once, you know, quite often just because of COVID and stuff. So one of the things coach Rocco said is this team has just, just hammered in the just fundamentals. And I feel like 
the each it, you can see it in each position group because you know these guys have just worked so hard leading up into this spring season that they they just do exactly what they have to do. You know, you don't need the offense to come out and and have Nolan Henderson throw for 400 yards. You know what I mean? It, these past two weeks, it's just not how the game has gone. Um, and I don't, I, I just think that, that that is definitely an area of concern. You know, when it does, when, you know, when it does get later in the season, can this offense hang if another offense is able to kind of expose the Delaware defense? And I mean, it, it, it looked pretty hard to expose the Delaware defense, you know, from what we've seen in the first two weeks. But, uh, you know, it, it, I, I'd be hard pressed to, to think that, you know, every single game is going to be a Delaware, you know, 31 to three victory, especially in the CAA. Um, but I, you know, one thing I thought was interesting was I was looking at uh, the hero sports and the FCS top 25. So Delaware in the top 25 for the FCS in week one. So they came into the year, not in the top 25. They were just on the, on the outside and they went to 25 after week one or, or 19, excuse me. So I'm thinking now, you know, you beat Stony Brook, Stony Brook, they, they hung in there with Villanova um, hero sports. They kind of had like one of their writers put out a prediction of what the top 25 would be. They had Delaware as high as six. So I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts. You know, is this, I mean, is this going to be a top five team in the entire FCS? I know it's going to be, it's hard to, to tell after, you know, two, three weeks, but just from this short sample size, is this, is this a top five team in the, in the, in the FCS? I do think they are a top five team, but I, I just saw the FCS rankings. They came out today. I checked them a few hours ago and they are 12. I, yep, they're 12. They're sitting at 2 and 0, 12. Find some teams that have losses. So that, that was interesting to me. I do believe they are the, yeah. I think they're the highest highest team in their division, but um, JMU is first, but they don't play JMU this year because of the CA split. But yeah, I, I think they should be higher. And I think if they do get more wins, they will be higher. Um, I, and then what's interesting is Villanova lost this weekend to Rhode Island, like overtime or something, 40-37. And Daniel Smith, like, was not good at all. They just ran the ball in Rhode Island and couldn't win in the end because Smith struggled. So it's kind of wide open. If Villanova's struggling, that's kind of the team that we look at and see Delaware maybe struggling with. But if Villanova's having a rough year, Smith isn't on his game, I think that's an opportunity for this team. Of course, that's – the last game. So that's looking way far down the road, but I think they should be high. Um, I really didn't expect this defense to be this good, but if they are like, they're really good. So I think this team should have playoff aspirations. And I do believe they deserve from some of a higher ranking. Like here sports said, I don't think 12 fits the bill for them. Yeah. I was honestly, I, I didn't see the, the updated uh, FCS rankings. I'm surprised that they, I think that that's probably a solid spot for them just because you, you're probably not going to catapult a team, you know, 13 to 15 spots up to, to get them in that top 25 there. But, you know, this is going to be an important two game stretch coming up for Delaware because, you know, you just mentioned Villanova, one of the better teams in the country, you know, they go out and fall to Rhode Island and Delaware's got a two game stretch here on the road against first this weekend, they're going to New Hampshire to play New Hampshire. And then the next week after they're playing those same, that very same Rhode Island team. So it's going to be crucial for Delaware. I think now, you know, Rhode Island, they, they're, they're a solid team. So I, I think they can definitely circle that one in the calendar. Obviously you don't want to overlook New Hampshire. Uh, you want to definitely want to take care of business first, but, you know, I think we should probably, you know, pivot into this New Hampshire game now. You know, I think this is going to be, this is an interesting matchup for me just because, you know, it's Delaware's first road game of the year uh, or, and, you know, their first road game in, you know, what, 460 days or something like that. 
So I feel like it's going to be a little different uh, for Delaware to make, you know, just adjusting to this week. I feel like the game week is going to be a little weird. I know coach Rocco uh, said uh, earlier today and, and last week, actually, that the kind of routine that Delaware's had to be in during these home games has actually been a little similar to the road experience, just because you have to go in waves as a team just for COVID protocols and stuff. So maybe, you know, maybe that road aspect have an aspect of this, this, this game being on the road, maybe it doesn't have as big as an impact as, you know, I'm kind of drumming it up to potentially have, but you know, New Hampshire, they're a solid team. They haven't played in quite some time. They played one game so far. They're 0 and one. They lost in week one to Albany. They lost 24 to 20. Uh, it was an interesting game. Both teams, you know, kind of, it didn't seem like any team, either one of those teams particularly wanted to win. Each team had chances to put the game away uh, and it just didn't work out for them. I know New Hampshire had, uh, an early, like two touchdown lead and obviously ended up falling. Um, but you know, they have a strong defense. I feel like an underrated defense, you know, they're led by uh, a group on the line of Brian Carter on, on the defensive line on of Brian Carter and Gunnar Gibson, and then defensive tackles, Elijah Lewis and Nico Kavikis. So this is an interesting test for the Delaware offensive line. I think the Delaware offensive line has played, uh, I think they've exceeded expectations this year. Um, I think it, particularly in, pass protection. Um, I mean, Nolan Henderson, I feel like hasn't had to run for his life like we've seen him in the past. So I think that that's an interesting matchup uh, for position groups again in this, in this game against New Hampshire, this upcoming weekend, uh, they're all, they haven't played since March 5th, as I mentioned. So, you know, they got a two week uh, or so break heading into this one. The offense is led by quarterback Max Brosmer. Uh, he in week one against Albany, he threw for 128 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and you know, not the best passing performance. And I would say just in general, in this Albany game, they didn't really have that great of an offensive performance. You know, they rushed for 58 total yards. Uh, they seem to have kind of a, a dual back sort of um, committee style um, in the, in the running back groups with Dylan Lobb and Carlos Washington jr. And then their leading receivers in that week one loss was Brian Espinat, Sean Coyne. But, you know, I feel like not too familiar. And I feel like if we're going to have this same problem, you know, heading into later, later in the season. I mean, it's probably going to get easier as the season goes on because, you know, we'll have more game tape just in the spring, but it's such a unique circumstance having this spring season and having not had FCS football in over a year. Um, but, you know, this, I think this is going to be an interesting matchup for Delaware um, just because I feel like the New Hampshire defense probably is the best defense they've faced so far. You know, we've mentioned it earlier. Uh, this offense is not, I don't want to say it's the the weak side of this team because I think it's just the defense is so strong. It's hard for, you know, the offense to keep up with that, to keep up with that. I just think the offense is, is definitely not as strong as the defensive side of the ball. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. So I just want to get your thoughts, you know, what should we expect out of New Hampshire? And then, you know, how do, how do they stack up with Delaware? I just feel like, you know, as I mentioned, there's a lot of unknowns, but this is a team hasn't played in two weeks. They had an all right performance. But, you know, how, how do you think they stack up with Delaware? Yeah, offensively, I think New Hampshire's in a load of trouble. I mean, they played Albany. They got an open and touchdown drive. And then from there, they were, like, doing nothing. I mean, they had a few um, down. Uh, they went for on fourth down, didn't make it. Uh, their other touchdown came off of a fumble, and they went, like, two plays for 20 yards. Like, they did not move the ball that well. Of course, game flow and stuff ha has that happen if you don't – if you can't move the ball in 80 yards, it's not going to happen. But they didn't play great offensively. So, as you said, I think this defense is a strong suit of the New Hampshire team, and I think they could give the Blue Hen offense fits. Um, against Albany, they had 
um, two players had two and a half tackles for loss. Uh, they had four sacks. So they were all over the backfield, um, all over the quarterback. So I think that offensive line does need to protect Henderson, and it'll be their toughest te- test yet. But overall, the line's been great this year. I mean, I, I, there's not been a point in either game where I'm like, wow, Henderson can't even do anything. He's, he's stuck. Um, he has to throw the ball. Like, it's just not happening. He's not being forced out much. A good pass protection. And then the uh, run blocking has been pretty good too, especially in week one. So um, this offensive line has really met their expectations and exceeded them because we, I know we talked about it being the weak part of the offense or the question mark, but um, and I don't think it's a question mark anymore. Um, I just hope that they continue the play they've had because I do think uh, the D D line on New Hampshire is the best D line they faced this season. Yeah, you know, another interesting stat I saw from that Albany game was that Albany had 37 rush yards on 32 carries. And that's, I, I think, my biggest area of concern because I think the the in terms of the Delaware offense, I feel that the, the rushing offense is a lot better uh, than the passing offense. And that's just because we have a dynamic quarterback in Nolan Henderson who's not the traditional, you know, sit back in the pocket you know, have all day and wait to throw and throw for 400 yards. You know, he's not that kind of guy. He can do a lot of different things and beat you in a lot of different ways. So I think it's going to be important for Delaware to establish this run early because if you establish the run and you're able to have success, that in turn is just going to open up that pass game. And I feel like, you know, if you're able to have success in the run game, you'll kind of make that defensive line a little bit obsolete. That's clearly the, the, the you know, the strongest point of their defense and probably of their team because, you know, I don't think their offense is going to be able to do much against the Delaware defense, but I am concerned that if their defense is able to get hot and, and, and string together a couple possessions shutting down Delaware, that it's going to be a low-scoring type of battle, and, you know, they might be able to give Delaware a little bit of a run for their money. I just feel like it's a little uh, – it's just hard to predict because they haven't played in a couple of weeks, and it's literally one game they've played in since 2019. So it's hard to say. You know, it's a small sample size we're working with, but – Regardless, I do want to get, you know, maybe your two or three or however many, you know, keys to the game. Uh, and then I want to see a score prediction uh, just for this upcoming weekend's game against New Hampshire. Yeah, so uh, offensively, I kind of talked about it. I just think the offensive line needs to continue the good play that they've been having because um, I can see this New Hampshire defense locking down on the run, shutting down Lee and Sproul and then it's up to Henderson to move the ball and the receivers, which means the offensive line needs to have good protection. So that's kind of what I look for offensively. Defensively, I mean, there's not much to criticize. So I'm just going to say continue what they've been doing. Uh, don't fall back. Um, I think this is another good matchup for them, so I could see them having a great game. And then just to throw a few in there, I think if this does come down to like the low-scoring matchup you talked about, make the field goals, play good on special teams, um, especially if the game ends up close. You don't want mistakes. Um Ron Coe hit a good field goal this past week. So just make the field goals and then win the turnover battle again. Um, get the turnover numbers up like last week because that was a huge part of that win. And if there's a close game, that'll always matter a ton. So those are my keys to the game. And then for a score prediction, I will go 23-10. I think Delaware kicks a lot of field goals, gets a couple touchdowns in there. And uh, they do give up their first touchdown on the year. But I think New Hampshire's offense is just really limited and – uh, they really struggled. Like they, they didn't pass much. They didn't run much. So I think this is another great matchup for the defense. So I look for another defensive win this weekend. 
Yeah, I, you know, I think we're on the same page again. Uh, I just I just think this Delaware defense is too good right now. You know, they're hot. They're just playing with a lot of swagger right now, and they're coming in against a, a team that is not the, it's not the greatest offense. You know, I, I don't think this might be the, the second or third, you know, best offense. I mean, I know they've only had three opponents this year, but, you know, I would think that this coming into it, the, the main offense definitely stacked up better than – you know, this New Hampshire offense and Delaware is able to make them completely obsolete. Uh, I think Delaware's offense is going to struggle a little bit. Yeah. I feel like they're going to maybe be on the ropes a few times, but I just, I just got too much trust in this defense right now. So uh, I, you know, I mentioned my keys to the game being, I just think it's really important to establish the run and then defensively, I I think it's just, you got to keep doing what you're doing. So I'm just going to ride the wave, stay on that uh, for a score prediction. I'm going to go, let's go 17 to six. I'm going to keep it real Real low scoring. I think Delaware's offense is going to struggle a little bit. I think the defense is going to – I don't think – if, if they're able to turn New Hampshire over a few times, I think, the, I think the offense will be able to score a lot more. I just think in terms of having long drives and, and, and having 10, 11 play drives moving 75 yards up the field, I don't see Delaware doing too much of that this weekend. I mean, I guess for our sake, let's hope they prove me wrong. But for that, I'm going to go 17-6 to six this weekend against New Hampshire. I think – it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, matchup just because Delaware does have an upcoming matchup the next week against Rhode Island. And obviously they're getting hot. You mentioned it. They're 12th in the FCS right now. And all signs are, are moving forward for Delaware to move up and shoot up those power rankings. But with that, uh, that's pretty much all we got for this episode previewing Delaware's upcoming matchup against New Hampshire. Um, obviously we'll be back next week to go over the New Hampshire matchup and preview Delaware's matchup against Rhode Island. You can find the Blue Hens Blitz podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on the Reviews website. That is udreview.com. Or you can keep up with us on Twitter or Instagram at udreview. Um, but for Connor and Pat, Pat will be back next week. Uh, that's about all we have. So we look forward to another weekend in Delaware football and recapping another hopeful Delaware victory over New Hampshire.